Hello, you're listening to Knight's History Cast, where we have conversations about history. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Central Florida's History Department. I'm Holly Baker, and I'll be your host for this week's episode of Knight's History Cast. Brandon Nightingale talked to Professor Jennifer Anglum Crater during the 2019 Poly Speaker Series on Global Affairs about Holocaust era art litigation in the United States. Professor Crater is Professor of Law at the Chase College of Law at Northern Kentucky University. Have a listen to their conversation. Hello, my name is Brandon Nightingale, and I'm a public history graduate student here at the University of Central Florida, and I have with me here a special guest today. Uh, please welcome Jennifer uh, Crowder. How are you doing today, Ms. Crowder? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Glad, glad that you could join us today. And is your, this is your first time here at UCF? It is. It's a beautiful campus. All right, mm-hmm. all right. And so let's just go ahead and get right into it. Uh, today at 5.30 p.m. in the Live Oak Center here on campus, you will be the guest speaker at the Poly Lecture Series on Global Affairs. This year's theme is Holocaust Era, Art Litigation in the United States. Can you give us a little sort of preview of what you're going to be discussing today in today's lecture? Sure. I'm going to give a little bit of a background on what happened during the war and why uh, the Nazis targeted art and stole everything that they could get their hands on. Um, And then how people were able or unable to bring claims after the war and then what that led to. And so why are we here and you're reading about these cases today? There's a lot of history that led to us getting here and um, I intend to explain a lot of that and so people can understand what they're reading in the paper. So can you talk a bit about how you sort of got, got, to, the, got to this topic? Sure. Um, before I went into academia, I worked as a lawyer in New York, and I worked on Holocaust litigation claims. So um, I had gone to grad school in eastern Germany, in Leipzig, and at the time it was still called Karl Marx University. It was a pretty interesting time and place to be there. and. Um, I went there to try to understand how could people do these things to each other, and um, I was very fortunate to be able to do that in my work as well. Mm-hmm. All right, and can you uh, tell us a little bit about your, uh, is it an upcoming book that you're, that you're working on? It is. So um, I'm publishing with the University Press of Kentucky, and the book is going to cover some of that history and background, but focus on the litigation and explaining what the cases are about and how they've developed. So um, it was very exciting in the beginning and very optimistic that there was going to be justice done, and I'm not so optimistic today. Um, So there's a lot of water under the bridge um, in explaining why um, things are not as hopeful today as they once were. All right, and so, and this is not your first book that you released, correct? Oh, it is my first book. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I've written a lot of um, articles, and so this is my first book. I'm really excited. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, can you t- talk about sort of the process of, of writing a book for the first time? Sort of how, how it's been? <laughs> um, nothing can fill you with as much self-doubt, I think, <laughs> as writing your first book. Um, you'll second-guess yourself every step of the way. Um, but it forces you to put everything into the larger context and to really um, see the bigger picture of what's going on and fit the pieces in there for people. So um, 
I'm really excited that people are going to be interested in reading about it. And it's it's not written in an academic way. I tried to make this as accessible for any, anybody. So somebody wants to get on an airplane and grab an interesting book. That's what that's my goal. <laughs> and I'm sure it's sort of along this journey that you've had a lot of help. Can you sort of talk about sort of talk about the help that you've been getting? Sure. Um, well, uh, one of the people along the way who's helped me um, I shouldn't say one, but many students. So students are really excited to do this kind of work. They've worked on this, these cases with me pro bono. Um, so that means um, we do this without compensation. We file briefs as friends of the court, amicus briefs. So that's the appearance that we make in the case. And then many students over the years have helped me um, assemble the research and publish all of those articles over the years, as well as um, helped with the book. Um, the Chase Law librarians are fantastic. Um, our current dean, Mike Whiteman, is the head of the Chase Law Library, and Carol Furnish, and Carol Bredemeyer, and uh, everybody else in the library has been really essential. Um, you know, so there's a book that hasn't been in print for 50 years, and I really, really want it, and they'll find it. They'll <laughs> you know, find some way to get hold of it. Mm -hmm. Now, is there a, a, a date that we can ex expect this, or do you have sort of a date? That it's looking like June 2020. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, so. Yeah, I know, I'm sure you're very excited about that. I am. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, uh, so it is to my knowledge that you've been awarded uh, for your work on behalf of Catholic nuns and others tortured and murdered during the Salvadorian Civil, Civil War. Can you talk a bit about this work? Sure. Um, when I was working in New York on those Holocaust claims, this is one of the cases that I volunteered to do pro bono just because I'm really passionate about, um, about international human rights issues. And so... Um, this case went to trial in South Florida against some generals who um, had actually been given medals by the Reagan administration. And um, the, first, the first group of plaintiffs, um, led by the estate of um, a nun, last name is Ford, so if you want to look up the case. Um, and they just couldn't stand the idea of these guys living in comfort down in South Florida after they had raped, tortured, and murdered these Catholic nuns who were working down in El Salvador during the war. Um, and we lost that case. And then in the second case, we learned from the first one, and we were able to convince the judge to adjust the jury instructions and in how to explain this idea of what's called command responsibility. So when should generals be held responsible for things that people under them um, committed. And um, we won, I think it was a $54 million judgment, and the idea wasn't to collect, but under the Obama administration, those two generals were um, told to leave the United States, and they were returned to El Salvador, and they sat for trial and were found guilty. <laughs> wow. So you spoke a bit about that uh, passion for human rights issues. Mm -hmm. So where, where, where does that uh, sort of come from? Um, like, like I mentioned before about why I went to study in Eastern Germany, I just can't understand how people can do things, certain things to each other. I just can't understand it. Um, and so um, a part of it's to understand why, but also, I mean, you really want for never again to be real, you know. Um, so, you know, I went to law school and I always figured that I would probably go work for the State Department of the United Nations one day, and it hasn't worked out that way. Um, but here I am in academia and I'm able to really study this and really um, try to explain, 
here we are so many years down the road and we still need to reckon with these old injuries, right? They're, they're old wounds that if you don't tend to them, they fester. And I, I think that with so many historical events, we're still there. And until we can find ways to reconcile um, our emotions over those things, as well as some sense of justice, um, we're going to be dealing with that baggage forever. As I understand it, you are a professor of law at Northern Kentucky mm -hmm. University. Can you talk about your position there and sort of how long you've been there? Sure. Um, I think this is my 14th or 15th year there. And um, I teach a number of different classes. So um, I teach in the first year of law school. I teach a class called Civil Procedure, which is about how to use the courts, right? How to file cases and all of that. And then I teach also property which makes sense given what I do. You know, these paintings are forms of property. Um, and um, I've at times taught seminars, um, both in the United States and abroad, on art law and cultural property law, um, focused on these types of things a bit more. And I love my students. My students are wonderful to deal with. Yeah. Okay, um, so this next question is going to be kind of for, I guess, up-and-coming uh, scholars in the field of law. Um, sort of, is there any sort of advice that you would give sort of students that that want to sort of maybe pursue something something like like you have yourself? Sure, um, I'll make it a bit broader. Whatever it is that you think you want to do, you have to remember that you only know such a tiny little piece of what's out there. So whatever it is at the beginning you think you want to do doesn't mean that that's where you're going to end up, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But Today, the law has changed so much, so the idea, idea that you can just do what's expected of you and everything's just going to roll out for you like a red carpet, that doesn't happen for anybody anymore in law or in other fields. So you have to, you have to be a little crafty, you have to be a little um, uh, ambitious, forward-thinking, and you have to blaze your own path. You have to figure out, you know, what, what can I do that's going to add value and be of use to um, to people out there who um, you know can benefit from what I do with my life. Um, can't just you know can't just get in a rut and just plan it out. Just I don't think that really works. So as we bring this uh, discussion to a close here, I just want to say thank you, uh, Jennifer, for allowing us to interview you today on the UCF Knights uh, History Cast and. We look forward to your uh, poly lecture series talk today at 5.30 p.m. in the Live Oak Center right here on campus. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was Professor Jennifer Anglum Crater talking with Brandon Nightingale at the 2019 Poly Speaker Series on Global Affairs. Her presentation was about Holocaust-era art litigation in the United States. For Knight's History Cast, I'm Holly Baker. Please subscribe to this podcast to hear future interviews and conversations. 